Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, practicing the Profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, How should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way. Seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature, form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no nose, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, datu of dharmas, no mind, consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death. No end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teyata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, Mahasapa, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas, rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Shandara <laughs> 
mit unnöbigen Anerwagern, so mad und jemben Sohn und Joli, na schiede ja nicht alle The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the, the, your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Elam Guru Radha Mandala Gamni Radha Yami Jyadam Zaji Jyadamba Yanjo Badu Dani Jasuji Dagi Jyadne Jibhezo Namji Yolab Jyadane Rubayo Jadan <laughs> 
so today, again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, and we'll begin with the outline. Uh, so we find uh, the first category is how to rely upon the teacher that is the root of the path. And then the second category of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, the second category has two points that are made. Uh, first, an exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. And then how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Under the heading of how to take advantage or full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, uh, we have three major headings. Training the mind in the stages of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity. Training the mind in the stages of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the uh, mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. First category, training the mind in the stage of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity, we find three major categories. First, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity. Second, the measure of the attitude of a person of small capacity. And then third, uh, dispelling any misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. So the first category, the actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, has two major headings. First, developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, and a second category of relying on a means or a method for achieving happiness in one's next life. So that <coughs> last category of uh, um, um, the method for achieving happiness or the means for achieving happiness in one's next life has two categories. First, uh, um, karma and its, I'm sorry, first, refuge, and then second, uh, karma and its results. Uh, so we're completing the refuge section, uh, and now we're dealing with the section on karma and its results. Uh, so the section on karma and its results uh, begins with developing the faith of conviction that is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. And this is developing faith and conviction in karma and its results. Uh, that is the uh, um, root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. Uh, so there are three uh, headings under that one major heading that will explain the, the major heading of uh, 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 the conviction that is the root of all temporary happiness and certain goodness. So first, reflecting on karma and its effects in general. Uh, second category, uh, reflecting on karma and its uh, effects with specifics or looking at the particulars. And then third category is how you engage in virtue and turn away from non-virtue after you've reflected on karma and its effects in general uh, and in detail or in particular, uh, if you will. So uh, uh, that is the order uh, in which karma and its results uh, will be discussed. Dixon. <coughs> 
Uh, so we're going to now rely on the pages of the Lamrim Chemo, uh, page 210 in the English, uh, where we begin with uh, the actual way that we reflect in general. Um, so there are four categories to deal with the general reflection on karma and its results. Uh, first category is the certainty of karma and its results, or the certainty of karma. Uh, and again, just to, for uh, clarity, the word karma is a, a Sanskrit word that means action. So we could say the certainty of action, uh, and that would be the English pure translation of that. So the certainty of action or karma, the, the magnification of karma or action, uh, not experience the effects of actions that you did not do. So here we've chosen this word actions instead of karma. Uh, and then fourth category, <coughs> that the actions you have done do not perish. So the actions that one is engaged in do not perish. So these are the four uh, categories that deal with the actual way in which you reflect in general. <laughs> ลิงเอ็บจุนตันเลเพชอมารบะตันลิงเอ็บจุนโอตะกะตุลลานิชมุลตะสมสมาตะตันตันเตสุสุจูยินะเรภะบะยินะเรอะเนเลอะเนดว
happiness is individual cause being virtue. And then when we look uh, to the next possibility of the feeling of suffering, any uh, um, feeling of suffering uh, that a being experiences, uh, be they an ordinary being or even a foe destroyer, uh, is caused by a non-virtuous action. Uh, so this is uh, suffering's individual cause. Uh, so happiness and suffering have their individual causes, which are virtue and non-virtue, and that certainly these actions give rise to those results. So we find this supported, I'm so sorry, I just forgot the quote. We find this supported in Nagarjuna's Precious Garland, uh, where he states that from non-virtues come all sufferings uh, and, the miser and likewise all the miserable realms. Uh, from virtues come all the happy realms and all the joys of, in all rebirths. Uh, so here this is how we show that non-virtuous deeds cause all the sufferings and virtuous deeds cause happiness. So then Lama Tsongkhapa goes on to say uh, that uh, um, happiness is necessary, is caused by and dependent upon virtue and suffering. So in summary, Lama Tsongkhapa says, all happiness is caused by virtuous action and all suffering is caused uh, by non-virtuous action. Uh, these uh, um, experiences or these feelings don't arise causelessly, uh, nor do they arise from incompatible causes or, or causes that are not concordant with them. Dixon. And <laughs> So we need to think of and uh, about this and develop faith and conviction in karma and its results. Because it's stated, if we can have this faith, faith and conviction, uh, then we will not have to be reborn into the hell realms. Uh, uh, so it's stated that this uh, frees us from that opportunity. Uh, so we have to think of many examples which support uh, this in order for us to develop this faith and conviction. Uh, so we begin to think of the varieties 
of types of suffering, for instance, that one can experience. Why are there so many different varieties of types of suffering? It's because there are varieties of actions uh, that are non-virtuous that produce these varieties of sufferings. And then why are there these varieties of happiness, the different varieties of happiness? It's because there are individual causes that are different, or that are the uh, virtuous deeds or virtuous karma that have many varieties or that have um, uh, uh, many forms. So it's for that reason that their results produce a variety of results that are, are compatible. Uh, so virtue causing uh, um, happiness, non-virtue causing suffering. So the sign that there are uh, um, these uh, um, varieties of actions uh, are the varieties of experiences that uh, are results. Uh, so there necessarily must be varieties of causes since they are results. Uh, so we begin to look at this from a signs and reasoning standpoint that each of these results have to have their individual compatible causes and therefore there must be a variety of causes that are compatible. Uh, so this is when we begin to, to develop this faith and conviction by use of these examples and signs and reasoning. For instance, when we see a tree, there's one, uh, um, one uh, tree that's there, but it's producing varieties of leaves and, and branches and shoots and so forth that have all of their individual causes and so forth, but there's only one tree that we see there that's producing the result. Likewise, there's one person that's producing these varieties of actions that are producing these varieties of experiences uh, that are compatible uh, to the cause. One example when we see uh, um, we use of signs and reasoning, uh, for instance, when somebody becomes angry, uh, uh, their face becomes red. Or if somebody has various different kinds of emotions, they'll have an outward physical uh, um, experience that, that uh, happens. This is uh, the varieties of emotions that are causing these outward uh, results. So this is an, an example to try to relate to how these varieties of actions produce varieties of, of results. The don't mark on so if we use these examples uh, and we, we think of them in these terms uh, over and over, then we will support our uh, understanding of what virtue produces and what non-virtue produces, and it will make us want to then engage in virtuous actions because of the understanding that we have related to these things. So the next category is the magnification of karma. And here this is, uh, uh, it is posited that a very small virtue creates a very large uh, amount of happiness or a magnified amount of happiness. Uh, 
And a very small non-virtue creates a great amount of suffering or a magnified amount of suffering. Uh, so uh, this point is made in this section of the magnification of karma, uh, and it, it points out uh, that the internal uh, magnification is much, when we look at cause and effect, is much greater than external uh, magnification when we look at uh, uh, cause and effect. Uh, so when we're looking uh, at uh, cause, just not karma, it's results here, I'm just specifically cause and effect, this internal cause and effect that we're speaking of related to karma and its magnification is a much greater magnification than we will ever see as in, with external cause and effect. So first deals with the magnification of karma, and then it deals with the uh, negative aspects uh, um, by way of narratives of uh, non-virtuous activities in their magnification. So it shows how a small non-virtue uh, by way of narratives uh, increases to a great amount of suffering. And then there are examples of the stories of the uh, herdsman, uh, uh, Nanda and the frog beaten by his staff, the goose, the fish, the 500 tortoises, the 500 hungry ghosts, the 500 bulls, etc. Uh, and then it uh, shows from the Sutra of the Wise and the Foolish the accounts of Samana Devata, uh, Savarnavasu, and Hastipala, uh, where it's showing the positive results uh, of um, um, uh, virtuous activities and, and their magnification. So, how a small virtuous activity uh, produces a great amount, a small virtuous activity produces a great amount of happiness. Uh, so then these stories uh, support those statements. And then it goes on to speak of uh, people uh, um, during these times uh, have lapses, uh, and it shows what the, in, in various uh, um, behaviors, uh, and then it shows what the results of that are. Uh, so it's saying that uh, during uh, these times, 
there are many uh, beings who uh, still hold the philosophical view. Uh, so they haven't given up their philosophical view or their correct philosophical view uh, and related to what we're speaking of, karma's results, etc. Um, but they have some sort of lapse in, in ethical discipline, uh, um, rituals, and livelihood. Uh, so we went over that previously. Uh, so this lapse uh, um, causes them uh, to be reborn uh, as Nagas. So it's saying that there's a story that relates to uh, why are there so many uh, Nagas in the world at this time. Uh, and, and it's stated that the reason for this is because of the lapse of uh, ethical discipline, uh, rituals, and livelihood, but the conviction that still remained uh, related to philosophical view. Uh, and then it says those beings who were born uh, as Nagas, uh, even though they uh, um, had to uh, stay in that um, place, uh, they then at the end of their lifetime uh, would then uh, uh, be born uh, uh, as deities or humans, gods or humans, uh, and then uh, would be able to, as, as long as they are the uh, uh, not... Um, uh, um, not the uh, um, Mahayanist, uh, they will be able to be reborn, uh, uh, I'm sorry, be able to pass into nirvana in that lifetime uh, um, being taught by uh, one among the thousand Buddhas that will come. Uh, so there are a thousand Buddhas that will come and during this fortunate time. Uh, so these beings that lapsed in those three things but still kept their ethical discipline will stay as Nagas and then be reborn as a deity or a human being and be able to be taught directly by one of the thousand Buddhas and then enter Nirvana. And this, though, is only speaking of those on the lesser vehicle track, not those of the Mahayana, not the great vehicle practitioner. Diksa. <coughs> Tembu so it's saying that those beings who were Nagas that still uh, kept this correct philosophical view. So this means that they have faith and conviction in the Buddha uh, and then the karma and its results. So this faith and conviction is there. Uh, those beings will be reborn as deities and humans and then be able to uh, um, be directly taught by um, among the thousand Buddhas of this eon. There are many Buddhas before and many Buddhas that will come. Uh, in this particular eon, we speak of 1,000, uh, and they will be directly taught by those beings and be able to achieve the state of foe destroyer uh, as a result of this, uh, it is stated. Um, so, But this is only speaking of those beings who are, uh, uh, those four types of practitioners who are followers of the, uh, lesser people and not speaking of those Mahayanist or great vehicle practitioners. What 
so then uh, the next is that uh, we get into uh, the section that deals with uh, one shouldn't think that uh, the, uh, a small virtue or a small uh, non-virtue uh, is insignificant. Um, so it, it shows that no matter what, they always follow with us uh, these things that we do, uh, no matter what, what they are. Uh, and it, then the uh, um, example of the bird is given and the shadow that remains even though it's high in the sky and you can't see it, the shadow is still following that bird even though it's not seen. Likewise, uh, all of the actions that we do, uh, even though they're not seen, remain uh, with us. So we shouldn't think uh, that they are uh, inconsequential. Kalisanwotana. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so if we're going 
to go back, uh, just for clarity, with the Jamian Sheba's uh, commentary, yeah, there's an outline related to this that we've been going through, uh, and I just want to make sure that we're clear on each individual category. So uh, I just asked Rinpoche to clarify that for my sake to be able to translate it more clearly. Uh, so we begin uh, with the first category is that uh, when we look at this magnification of karma, uh, where the first uh, category in this section that Jamin Sheba states is that a very small virtue uh, can cause a great non-virtue in a very small I'm sorry, very very small uh, virtue can cause a very great amount of happiness and a very small non-virtue can cause a very great amount of suffering. So this is the first category uh, dealing with the, the results being magnified. The second uh, um, category deals with stories that relate and show this magnification and related to uh, um, non-virtuous deeds, a small non-virtuous deeds causing a great amount of suffering. Um, so this is the second category. The third category is that uh, deals with the positive the stories about positive actions and their magnifications. Uh, so this is the third category. The fourth category deals with uh, the story of why there are so many uh, nagas currently in the world, and it's showing that if one, even though uh, dear, uh, um, during this time, uh, if someone cannot hold. Uh, uphold in a pure way his or her uh, ethical discipline, rituals, uh, or livelihood, but still maintains a correct view related to this faith and conviction in the Buddha, faith and conviction in karma and its results, he or she will not have to be uh, reborn in the hell realm. He or she will be able to be reborn as a Naga. Uh, so this is the fourth category. And then the fifth category deals with uh, those beings uh, who have abandoned the, the wrong ideas, who have maintained this philosophical view and have been born as Nagas. Uh, and, and, and these Nagas who maintain and hold their correct philosophical view, uh, then will be reborn uh, um, as humans and gods uh, uh, and be able to uh, be directly influenced by one among the thousand Buddhas. So there are a thousand Buddhas that come during this fortunate eon previously and future Buddhas that will come. Uh, so these Nagas will be reborn as gods and humans uh, and then be able to meet with them uh, and be directly influenced by them and be able to achieve uh, the state of foe-destroyer uh, in that uh, um, lifetime where they are able to meet directly with the Buddha. And those are only those beings who are on the Hinayana track, not the Mahayana track. And then the sixth category is that um, no matter what size uh, the action is, if it's uh, virtuous or, or non-virtuous, uh, it will necessarily remain. And when the causes and conditions are present, uh, then they will manifest. And then the story shows of the bird's shadow. When high in the sky, the shadow can't be seen and isn't present. But if it goes lower to the ground, uh, and then, then the shadow can be seen. So the shadow is always with that bird, like our actions, virtuous and non-virtuous, uh, remain with us. Uh, so when the causes and conditions are present, virtuous deeds will cause happiness, and a, a, a small virtuous deed will cause a great amount of happiness, and a small non-virtuous deed will cause a great amount of suffering. Uh, so this, when the causes and conditions are present. So they're always remaining with us. So that's number six. Take some. So, 
So in the, the section, uh, um, in the magnification of karma, the Lama Tsongkhapa's text is very condensed, uh, and the information isn't uh, so uh, um, readily available, and that therefore we need the commentaries, like Jamin Sheba's commentary, to help us to understand what points are, are specifically being made as we go through each section. Uh, so the giant Sheba's commentary is very small but has so much ability. It's a, there's little there with so much ability. So we've gone through the certainty of karma and then the magnification of karma and now we're on the not experiencing the result, uh, effects of actions that you did not do. What Major then Chagashi so now we're in uh, section number three. Not experiencing the results of action uh, that you did not do. Uh, if you have not accumulated the karma that is the cause for an experience of happiness or suffering, you will in no way experience the suffering, the happiness or suffering that is its effect. So if one has not engaged in the uh, action, for instance, of virtue, then it's not possible for uh, happiness to occur. And if one has not engaged in non-virtue, then it's not possible for suffering to occur because these are its results, those, those uh, causes, results. Uh, so this is not possible. 
to experience the result of something that one didn't do. So if the cause isn't present, the result can't be present. Uh, those who enjoy the fruits of the... This is a question that I just had. Those who enjoy the fruits of the innumerable collections amassed by the teacher need not have accumulated all of the causes of these effects, but they do need to accumulate a portion. Uh, so I asked what the, that meant, because it didn't seem clear. Maybe it's clear to other people. But Rinpoche said basically that the, our teacher, Buddha Shakyamuni, uh, um, amassed these collections of merit uh, over three countless eons and then became a Buddha. And as a result, is able to turn the wheel of Dharma. The first turning of the wheel of Dharma, the second turning of the wheel of Dharma, the third turning of the wheel of Dharma. As a result of that happening, various practitioners could listen to this and then transform. So the hearers, the solitary realizers, bodhisattvas, and then ordinary, uh, ordinary beings who were, uh, were affected. Uh, so these beings need not have amassed the same collections to be able to be benefited by the Buddha as the Buddha. So I asked Rinpoche why, and he said, because they'd be Buddhas if they had amassed those same collections. So this is why... Uh, but they're able to, but they have to have amassed a portion of this in order to have heard the teaching. So that's what that, this section right here means, is that uh, uh, in order to be affected by the Buddha's um, mass uh, collection of merit, because that's how the Buddha is able to teach and able to help us transform, is because he or she already had this mass collection. So it's saying that we only have a, need a portion of it to be affected. Uh, so that's what the meaning of this uh, is, is that uh, we're experiencing, so the effects of being able to hear the teachings, and the hearers can hear the teachings, etc., etc., etc. Those beings and, and us, we need to have a portion of those things to be able to inter interact with those teachings. Uh, so that's the, the meaning of that. We have to have accumulated a portion in order to experience that result. And that's the, the connection to the section. Uh, <laughs> Example. Let's say. Sapungi, you be legi, devos, tonchula mintesa. Tandasin, sir. To be jins, I think a taco, Jabunajina, Maduja userita. To be jins against ye, do judge user. And then Konaji Jabuko Jabunajiro, Kurum Baba Savers, Baba, Baba Chuji Gangimandro, Chuding Baba Vase, Baba Tong, then Baba. Papa Gana, Papa, Papa, 
Papa then the the jiao the jiao bo du cha the papa say son oh. then the papa the tela sha son the jiao bo the papa the sufi jin sa to sufi jin ta ta na de ja ke ji me do jiao de jin sa ro ko ko mo we ko jiao de jin sa ro ko mo we jin ro an ko no papa de chul ga be jin ro ta an ko ta mo ko no papa de pa se then pa se bi sa ma le sa sa ro the sa me we then the papa ga da na papa ro ta ปะกานานังกุลเกญีชูสกิญีเกญีชูเกญีรู้ว่าเลสอบดูเกญีชูบีเดบตะเลตะคุยลมบะตะลตะทีละชาวบอนสะตะทุนชูเซนเดลสา
so there is a story uh, of, of, of a king, a bad king, uh, who was a ruler of a land, um, and his father was someone who liked the Dharma, and this uh, king uh, killed his father, uh, and so committed the um, uh, one of among the five heinous crimes of killing one's father, uh, and then uh, uh, took an Arya being, a being who was an Arya, uh, and threw him in where garbage was was like in a dirty place. Uh, so threw this holy being in a dirty place because he didn't have respect, didn't like the Dharma. Uh, so as a result. Uh, it says that this area um, began to have a large, uh, Rinpoche is saying, uh, um, I think it's a sandstorm, but it's a uh, rain that's, that's earth, Rinpoche, oh, okay. rain that's earth uh, is, uh, came to this area uh, um, and killed uh, the king and all, all of the followers. But it is said that two people, Haruka and Baruka, uh, Baruka, uh, their names, these are people's names, uh, were able to escape in a boat, um, uh, get in a river, get in the boat on a river and escape. And it's said that they were able to escape because they weren't followers of this king. So they didn't uh, create the, the karma. Uh, so they couldn't experience the results of the action because they didn't uh, create, create it. Uh, so here, an action that is not uh, um, engaged in uh, cannot uh, produce results. Uh, so it's saying that um, uh, the higher and lower realms of... Uh, 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 so Rinpoche said that... Uh, um, so when we look at uh, um, uh, 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 Shintu, uh, a fruit, for instance, or a tree, Shintung, we look at a tree, for instance, if there isn't a seed there to produce that, then it's not possible for it to arise. So there must be a seed in order for a sprout to be produced and, and in order for a, a, a fruit uh, or a tree to be produced. So the seed has to be there. If there's no seed, then it can't be produced. Likewise, when we look at the higher and lower realms of cyclic existence, if the actions that produce those experiences are not created, then those experiences cannot be produced. Uh, so this is the meaning of that. ไอ้สัมปติกสัมเดลูจิจิโตตาเดลูจิจิโตตาเดยาเดลูจิจิโตโอเคแล้วนี่เราอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอีกอี
जाबे so another story that relates uh, um, how this is uh, um, how uh, one does not experience the result of uh, an action that was not engaged in. Uh, it shows how the, there's a story of uh, King uh, Uriana uh, and his uh, concubine or wife, uh, uh, you can say. Uh, um, it's, I think, directly, literally more concubine, um, his woman, uh, Rimache said. Uh, so uh, there's a story uh, that this king's uh, woman had achieved this, the state of a non-return, never-returner. So of the, again, too, the hearer's vehicle, uh, never-returner. Uh, There's a stream approacher, once-returner, never-returner, uh, uh, etc. So they'd reached the state of a never-returner, uh, and because of this, had the ability to fly. Um, so uh, this queen uh, had 500 uh, ladies, uh, women, uh, that had achieved the path of seeing already that uh, she was t teaching or were part of her retinue, if you will. Uh, so, uh, um, but when uh, uh, in a previous life, this queen, or, or we'll call well, this woman, uh, in her previous life uh, um, had burned down a Prachika Buddha's uh, house. Uh, so in her previous life had burned down a Prachika Buddha's house uh, um, so, uh, as a result, it says that, uh, um, it says they, that, uh, uh, there was a fire, uh, that came, uh, and even though they could fly, and there were miraculous powers that these people had, uh, they couldn't get very far away from, uh, uh, where this fire, uh, was, was, was starting, 
uh, and, and it uh, set fire to all of their apartments, uh, and they weren't able to leave for whatever reason. They couldn't fly far enough away. Anytime that they tried to get away, the fire was right there. There was no way to escape the fire. Uh, and this is because of the certainty that they uh, had engaged in these uh, actions. Uh, so the results were, were definitely going to be, uh, uh, were going to happen. Uh, so uh, it says that um, these, these beings uh, um, uh, had to experience it. So I'm going to read it now directly out of this text, um, just as a note, uh, um, just so that it's more, if it's, I missed anything, or because um, uh, it's the same story being told, but I wanted to translate it directly from Rinpoche, and now I'm just going to read it out of here. King Odiana's concubine, Srivata, had achieved the, the results of a non-returner and could fly. A retinue of 500 ladies had seen the truth that has gained the path of seeing, yet when Akala the Brahmin set fire to her apartments, because in a previous life they had burned down a Brahmin's hut, we have Prachika Buddha's hut, they could only fly a small distance away. Shravati said, Who rules us but our own karma, that we ourselves created and accumulated? Uh, they are all, di all dived into the fire like moths into a flame and were burned. Uh, so th this is uh, the story. So they, 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 were, they tried to escape. Here it says doe, but Rinpoche is saying they tried to escape, uh, but they couldn't. No matter how far away they got, it wasn't far enough, and they were all killed. But then there's a story, but there was a, a servant named uh, Kubajatara uh, who... Um, uh, um, had not uh, achieved any magical powers, but didn't share this karma. Uh, so there was a servant of, of these other women uh, who was able to escape uh, from the fire uh, by uh, fleeing into a ditch full of water. Uh, so she went into some uh, ditch that had water in it and didn't experience the results that the other women had because she didn't uh, engage in the actions which produced those results. So she did not experience the results of an action she did, didn't do. Uh, so we've uh, gotten to 4 o'clock and we're going to take a short break. Three of the, the people who died in the mm -hmm. fire, does that now take care of their non-virtuous activities? And that their their next rebirth will will be that that will be not there anymore. I guess. The Kongi Chu, the the Lo Jung Hama, the Jemen Lacha, the Dan the Jama, the Jobo Jemen. Then Kongi Chu, the the Kong Kongi the May Kongi Seisong, the Kongi Seisong, Gangi Sen, the May Boa, then Kongi the Nama, then Kongi Seisong. Then the Kongi Deepa Kanga Dasong. And Konsu Jewa Shema, Yabudu Gangi Sena, the Deepa Dasman, Kongi the Triwa, Deepa Kanga Dasman, the Deepa Danjawa de Kanga Dasman, Deepa Danjawa de Kanga Dasman. That the son Danjur, the Kusu Rans Haji Kambal Major, Major, that son Lo, Duja, you can do Deepa, the Chibi Injure, Dins, you can do Dins, Chung, you can do Chung, Damanda in your this, Banaba, Kajit the Mengitina. So we can't, we have to say that there's some doubt uh, if we ask the question, did it purify uh, all of that <coughs> karma related to that activity? I asked it in that way, that's connected to that action, not all 
everything. I, everything connected to that activity. <laughs> we can say uh, that possibly some did, uh, but everyone involved have varying degrees of negativity related to the incident, uh, depending on how they were related to this previous incident that they were all connected to. So we can say that this dying, this act that when they died, because being burned, uh, was a ripening of the non-virtue, uh, and is an experience of that, and therefore it does get rid of some of it or all of it, but we can't necessarily say all of it because each person has a different degree of involvement. Uh, so it depends on the degree of involvement. So Mishé said we can't really say for sure, but we can say that something has been uh, happened because there is an arisal. Uh, so there isn't some sort of abandonment, but we can't say in a complete form. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. So the third category, not experiencing the of actions that you did not do, uh, is now complete. So we explained it by way of those two stories uh, that will help to understand what this point that's being made is. So now we're on number four, and that's the actions you have done do not perish. Fourteen in English. <coughs> Chibapatu <laughs> 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 so here it says the actions you have done do not perish. Uh, those who have done non-virtuous uh, have done virtuous and non-virtuous <coughs> actions create pleasant and unpleasant effects. As uh, Udbata Siddhavamins, praise of the exalted one, says. And what I just said to Rinpoche is that there's a, a large idea in the West of this transferring karma. Uh, and, the, and this is where it comes from. We find in the, the Brahmin stated, and then it's negated here. Uh, so that, that's what I was saying to Rinpoche. It says, the Brahmins say that virtue and sin may transfer to others, like giving and receiving a gift. You, O oh Buddha, taught that what one has done does not perish 
and that one does not meet with the effects of what one has not done. Uh, so here, this is saying that there are some teachings that say uh, that uh, virtue and non-virtue can transfer, that these, this karma can somehow transfer uh, um, to others. Like you can give it, give it to someone, your karma, or you can receive it from them in some way like a gift. Uh, and here it's saying that no, that's not the case. Uh, um, you, you only experience what you have done, the results of what you have done. Uh, not what others have done, and there can't be this transference. Next, there's a quote uh, from the King of Concentration Sutra. Uh, Further, uh, once you have committed an action, you will experience its effect. Uh, once you have committed an action, you will experience its effect, and you will not experience the effects of what others have done. So this is showing that uh, when you engage in actions of virtue or non-virtue, uh, you will uh, necessarily uh, experience the results of those, and those results uh, of virtue being happiness, non-virtue being suffering. Uh, so here it's saying uh, you, you engage in virtue and non-virtue, and you, you achieve the results, uh, which are happiness and suffering. Uh, you experience its effect. Uh, and you do not experience the effects of what others have done. So you only experience <coughs> the effects of what you have done. What others have done uh, cannot ripen onto us. They only ripen into those individuals, uh, into those individuals who have committed the actions. Uh, so, uh, uh, yes, that's it. And there's a quote from the Vinaya, basically. <laughs> So then there's a quote from the Vinaya, the basis of discipline, that says, Even in 100 years, karma does not perish. When the circumstances and the time arrive, beings uh, surely feel its effect. Uh, so here, um, we're saying that virtuous and non-virtuous actions do not perish. Even if a hundred eons has gone by, when the, the causes and conditions are present for uh, the arisal uh, of, uh, um, uh, for the cause to have the arisal of an effect, uh, then beings 
surely feel the effects. Uh, so when the causes and conditions are, uh, are present uh, for the arisal of happiness or, or suffering, happiness being caused by virtue, suffering being caused by non-virtue, then one experiences those effects, be they happiness or suffering. Uh, so we'll go to uh, Shama Pandita uh, for some stories related to this. Uh, so the so here the section uh, in Shamar Pandita's text begins with the actions you have done do not perish. And the, uh, an example is given. Uh, if a seed uh, is planted and still remains able to produce a sprout, when the causes, and no matter how much time goes by, if that seed is able to, then when the causes and conditions, earth, water, etc. are present, then it will produce a sprout. Uh, no matter how much time's passed, if that seed can, it will produce a sprout when the things that make it sprout are present, the causes uh, and conditions. Uh, likewise, uh, no matter what, uh, um, our virtues and, and non-virtuous actions uh, will uh, not perish and will necessarily uh, um, uh, ripen into results even if a hundred eons have passed because their ability remains there. Uh, to produce those results. So if our non-virtuous <coughs> actions haven't been destroyed by, purified by the four opponent powers, they remain intact and able to produce. If our virtuous actions haven't been destroyed uh, uh, by uh, wrong views or anger or hatred, then they remain. Uh, so uh, if they are intact and remain, they, even if a hundred eons goes by, they will necessarily be able to produce whatever their compatible results are, whatever their results would be. Compatible in parentheses as a translator. Okay. 
Paji Bog Mat is Hajal, Sajal Matan Vayimro, Man Leon Du, and Magage Bull Nebachuero, Magay Pugging, Mat Rujin, Jasushul Vaji, I guess. Oh, sure, Magage Bugi, Tepunji Kugi, Parudo, Boa Troa so, Shivasa, and the Magage Bays Hajil June, Tamai Udo, and the Sisters of Nyangudo. Nemamukan Lechumazosunza da churu nune sa shemajuju bado shemajuju bado suya mazuba ngoshese de suya mazuba shige yanga zinto nobiwoto shune su tan tanwe jonzin jambezin la le majiba na tuete na shushu su Susurusonsa Ti sebata, Cushion, Haji Bolombatajiba, 
Okay, so the, the story is that of, uh, during the time of the Shakyas, the Shakya clan, uh, there was uh, 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 someone about to wait, who was going to wage war on the Shakyas, uh, the Shakya clan. And Mugiputra uh, um, had special powers uh, and was able to, through magical powers, bring all the Shakyas uh, to the other side of the Jatsopar de Shimon, to the other side of the ocean. So through magical powers, he could bring them to the other side of the ocean. Uh, and the Buddha said to Mugiputra, um, yes, you have the ability to magically bring these beings to the other side, away from where this war is going to happen, but it will be of no help whatsoever, uh, because this is karma. Uh, these beings have uh, uh, um, accumulated the causes uh, for uh, this death to happen, and there's nothing that you can do to stop it. You can't stop karma. Um, so the Buddha um, advised Mugiputra of this. Then the the Mugiputra, the Shacha Kerson, Kermason, the the Shacha Tupa, the Laja, the Keomai, the the Ten Pentogamari. Then they Kerson Kermason. Keomai. So he did not bring them, and they all died. Then Kanga Kanga Kerson. Then the Trihunacha Garishin. ใช่ซ้อนชี้ซ้อนชาจะดูถึงงาตรงที่งาจะดูถึงที่เสียไปอย่างบรรทัดที่เสียไปซ้อนชาจะดูถึงงาตรงที่งาจะดูถึงที่
because of karma and its results that it was the the um, it was definitely going to going to happen. Uh, so uh, I believe that that is the entirety of that particular story. I apologize if I omitted anything, but I believe that that's that it's in, in, in its entirety. That's one thing you don't Pajibo, what Mumbai and Kuzukatine, Nyotanin Roses. This did Shabudun. That's why you know that. So they cockerate my Pajibo Pajibo, my own Shajakasa Rota. Then there's a story of for seven days someone tried to escape by going to the hell realm in seven days by staying in like a, uh, it's like a park, a linka, a park. Um, and a, apparently when it was in the park, there was someone who had a mirror uh, that was using it with the sun and caused a fire and this person died uh, in the fire that was, was created by this reflection in, that this person was using as a mirror to reflect the sun and caused a fire and this person died even though they tried to, for these days, escape uh, the consequences. Hey. So then uh, this, the, the fire started and they tried to, to flee from this uh, and they were unable to flee uh, and then uh, as a result were born into the hot hell realms. Uh, so they went, uh, they were trying to flee from this fire uh, and then they passed anyway and were born into a fiery uh, hell realm. What the This is some of the, the stories. Rinpoche said that we can look into uh, also liberation in the palm of your hand by Papunka Rinpoche, where we find quite a few of these stories. Uh, so we've gone through the four categories of the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, uh, not experiencing the results of what you have not done, uh, and also the actions you have done do not perish. So we've gone through uh, those four sections. That 
So now uh, we're going to the next section, reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma uh, and the two points that are made. We're on page 216 uh, in the English uh, and reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of karma. So the first category, reflecting on the distinctions among the varieties of uh, karma, has two points. First, the principal teachings of the ten paths of action. So here, ten paths of action are speaking of the ten virtuous actions, the ten non-virtuous actions. So these are the ten paths of action. And the determination of the effects of actions, uh, how uh, action, the results of actions are determined. So how uh, each of these actions' uh, results are determined. That's it. That's what it says. So it says, it says. Le Les 
So the principal teaching and passive action. So there's a question that's posited here. Uh, um, given that I have ascertained the causality of happiness and suffering as explained previously, I've understood that karma increases, that I will not meet with the results of actions that I have not done, and that actions I have done will not perish. About what sorts of karma and effects should I initially develop certainty? What should I adopt and what should I cast aside? So here it's saying, uh, once someone has uh, gained certainty relative to the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, uh, not experiencing the results that you have not uh, engaged in and, and that karma doesn't perish or doesn't go away, uh, what, what should you adopt then? What, what's the first thing to do uh, once you rel realize this? Um, uh, so what should one practice? One sh what should one abandon? Once one knows this, what should be practiced? What should be abandoned? And it says the reply. In general, you can conclude that there are three ways to engage in good and bad conduct. Uh, so these words, good and bad, aren't as simple in the Tibetan, but they mean good and bad. Uh, so uh, it says good and bad conduct. Uh, physically, verbally, and uh, mentally. Although not all uh, virtues and non-virtues of these, these three ways are included within the ten paths of action, still the Buddha, the Bhagavan, summarizing the key points, taught the most obvious uh, or coarse uh, among the virtues 
it, in here it says the white, white and black karma in here instead of virtue and non-virtue, but we know it means the same thing, but it says something different in the Tibetan that has to be interpreted into virtue and non-virtue, just as a note. <coughs> white karma being virtue, black karma being non-virtuous karma. So the word white and black is in the, in the Tibetan, and I don't see it in the English, and it would take me too long to go back and forth to word to word, but just so you know that, from a meaning perspective, because Rinpoche was explaining what white and black karma were, um, and, and it doesn't, it's not in here. So uh, that's what the meaning of, of that is. It says, uh, still the Buddha, the Bhagavan, summarizing the key points taught the most obvious or coarse among the virtues and non-virtues as the ten paths. Uh, so here it's saying that when we look at uh, um, virtue, we can't say that if it is virtue, it is necessarily included among the ten paths of virtue. If it is non-virtue, it is necessarily included among the ten paths of non-virtue. Uh, the Buddha taught in a coarse way these ten paths of action of virtue and non-virtue, um, but didn't say that these were the only virtuous activities one could ever do, or these were the only non-virtuous activities one could ever do. There are subtler levels, this being a more coarse level that was explained uh, by the Buddha. It says, taught the obvious or coarse among the virtues and non-virtues as being the ten paths of virtuous and non-virtuous actions. So the ten paths of virtue and non-virtue that we engage in through our body, speech, and mind. So above here it says the three ways we do it. We do it through our bodies, physically, speech, verbally, and our mind, mentally. Uh, so this is how we engage in these ten paths of action, be they positive or negative, white or black. Uh, so he taught that the extremely great foundations for a misdeed are the ten paths of non-virtuous action. I'm just going to read to the end, uh, even though we haven't completed that, so we have a frame of reference. Uh, he saw that when you give up these ten virtuous actions, that the, and that the most important points of these virtuous actions are also ten in number. Therefore, he taught ten paths of virtuous action. <coughs> So now that I know about the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, the understand that the, uh, uh, results won't occur if uh, 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 the causes aren't there and, and are not experiencing the effects of actions that you did not do. Uh, and that the actions you have done do not perish. Once you know all of this, what do you practice? What do you abandon? So here, what is the root of this? This says, once I know that, uh, um, uh, uh, once I know these things uh, about karma, of the certainty of karma, the magnification of karma, not experiencing the results of actions you did not do, uh, and that the actions won't perish, the actions you have done do not perish. Once you've known this, what do you adopt? What do you cast aside? What you uh, cast aside or abandon the ten non-virtuous actions. You engage in or practice the ten virtuous actions. So this is the pith of this whole thing right here. What do you do once you've known these four things? You abandon the non-virtuous ten and you engage in the virtuous ten. <laughs> Le 
so Rinpoche, this is the point we're doing. We can all do this together. So the question is, is uh, so there's a doubt. So when we look at this in dialectical terms, if we look at this in terms of debate, it says here uh, that we engage in actions, either good or bad, non-virtuous or virtuous actions through our body, speech, and mind. But it's saying that if it's, for instance, a non-virtuous action, it is not necessarily, uh, so if it is a non-virtuous action, it is not necessarily among these ten non-virtues. So it doesn't have to be among these ten to be a non-virtue. So Rinpoche said if we look at a non-virtuous actions of the body, we see that there are three, killing, stealing, and sexual misconduct. Posit something that isn't among those three. So then we came up with punching someone in the head. Punching someone in the head is a physical action that is non-virtuous, that isn't killing, stealing, or sexual misconduct. So Rinpoche said, what's another one? And then that's where we left off. So something that is non-virtuous, that isn't among those, that is of the body, that isn't among those three non-virtues of the body, that isn't hitting someone in the head. So that's the question that's posed to the room. Because a doubt arises. What do you mean that, that there's non-virtue that isn't among these ten? What could it be? So then that doubt then show, which means they say in Tibetan, which means posit something. So then you have to think about what could be outside of that but still necessarily negative. So then let's look at the non-religious <coughs> actions of the speech. Uh, um, lying, uh, harsh words, gossip, uh, what did I miss? Divisive speech. Is that what I missed? <laughs> Divisive speech. Uh, so these are the four non-virtues of the speech. Um, so find something which is, is there something that is, so if it is a non-virtue of the speech, it isn't necessarily among these four. Show, which means posit that which is not necessarily among these four that is non-virtue of the speech, but not among those four. Got it. See. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Rinpoche, I said, so what is it? And, the, and he said, it says here, it does not pervade it. So there is one. There is something. So we're, what is it? What could be something of the speech? The Ngatsu, the Hla Jenda, Molan Jadu, the Cheran Shere Yapudu, then Shiva Shere Yapudu, Cheran Demba Shere Yapudu. The Lana? The La Lutayen. Yene, the Nga Ile. The Shiva, the Dawa, Nabi Dawa, Shiva Yardu. The Lana? Lana Julian. But that's a lie, he says. So that would fall categorically under a... What were you saying if you're praising... As a Buddha, as a Buddhist, would pray to a different god out loud. So not to the the agenda, the molanjadu, then the da yure, then the yimba, the molanjadu, the jantro drodu, agenda, jantro drodu, ジャスドロイナカネイ。で、ラナ、ラナ、カラナ。ジャスドロイナデンバロ、デンバ。マルベテ。で、デンバロ。で、マゴジャイジマロ。たととばとばとば。ジャスドロナ。ねえ、で
the three non-virtues of the mind, covetousness, harmful intent, and wrong view. Posit something that is a non-virtue of the mind, which is not among those three. Because we see here it says it does not pervade it. So posit something among that, which is that. Rameshe was saying something like laziness. Laziness, uh, this uh, mental state of laziness uh, could be uh, um, considered a category of uh, um, the mind which isn't among those four. Being lazy. But we have to think about it. We have to think of these three things. Uh, body, speech, and mind and things that are not necessarily among the three, the four, or the three. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll in the future we'll get together again and we'll talk about it. Sasha. Yeah. True a cheek, you're right. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I Thank you, Rimshay. Um I'm sure we'll get into it later, but going into the purification of karma and using the four powers to not experience some of the effects of the actions that we do. Mm -hmm. um, let's say if I commit a non-virtue and then I say the oppo an opponent, you know, use my four opponent powers for that, is, is that considered purified or if I think about it again? Well, I know that becomes attachment to that action or whatever, but how do many times do I need to purify an action? So what's the so you apply the four opponent powers. You engage in this non-virtue regularly, and then you apply the four no, or you one, engage in it one non-virtue. Well, I'm using one specific. We're example. saying that the again part was the reason I said. Well, if I think like if if I regret doing that action, mm -hmm. and then I apply the four opponent powers, mm -hmm. and then I regret doing that same action again later. But in my mind, I already purified that action. So should I purify it again? Or contrasana the chikshin, then the lay megewa lay salbu, then nebodorje the shalbu, then a the je the shapuni sum je jema yanjer contrasalbu, then a the nebodorje yanjer. Gangasena the damason. The gangasena the the tambo the damason, damason. Uh, 
So the four opponent powers, the most the regret part of that is the most important part. But because we have such a large accumulation of negativities within our continuum, we can apply these four opponent powers, but they will only uh, purify a portion. They will not necessarily get rid of all of those propensities or those dispositions for that behavior. Uh, so we have to uh, look at it like a balancing act almost of engaging in it and then applying the opponent powers and making sure we have that regret so that we eventually purify it altogether. Thank you. Mm. Uh, we're out of time. So in the future, we'll think of this again. So you can see how the debate is loaded right into the text. It's saying it's necessarily this. And there's consequences to that statement. Okay, so the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiram Shekusi Shabi Denoma.